is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. I think I'm going to tweet out what I got a picture of here, which is uh, my orange juice and my cookie that I'm eating while doing Radio Law Talk. Welcome. I'm Fred Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk. It is Memorial Weekend. Again, thank you for those wonderful people who serve us, who have served us so faithfully, uh, those men and women in the uniform. Thank you. Thank you. Um, This is... uh, Actually, it is the 25th of May, 2019. Don't forget, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and I say probably a little bit informative radio show other than the uh, alien shows that are the best. Those are best to listen to late at night driving across Nevada in a clunky car where there's lightning and thunder and uh, nobody else is around. Absolutely. Those are the best. Especially if the car just starts to misbehave when you hear about the abduction story. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Those ones are the best. Yeah, the lights go off. Exactly. There's no more headlights. Why is my car still moving when I don't even have the key in the ignition? (laughs) That's why you call 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk and we will uh, listen to your alien abduction stories. Maybe, maybe not. But yes, we just had two more people start following us on Twitter. Nice, Twitter. Yes. People like us on Twitter. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about some interesting thing this hour. We're going to talk about uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yes, his case settled or at least the civil portion of the case may have settled. We're yes. going to discuss that. We're going to have a case or no case. We're going to talk about there's a, one of the admission scandals. Parents' kid kicks his dad and gets arrested for assaulting his father. Who, son, I helped you out here. And uh, I, let's say I pled guilty to getting you in, uh, I don't know what school it is, whatever school it is. And, oh, what? Thank you? No, what? Kick me and hit me? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so that's the kid that uh, is feeling good. And then uh, Avenatti. We've got to talk about Avenatti and, and Johnny Depp. We'll try to get to this hour. But that's what we're going to talk about this hour um, with Radio Law Talk. I'm here, Fred Penny, with you. I'm your host with Cal Hunter, our uh, producer behind the glass. And then Todd Cunin to my left and to my right, Denise Dirks. Denise Dirks is a family law attorney. Todd Cunin is a former prosecutor uh, in Tennessee and in California and is now has his criminal uh, law practice, and I'm a personal injury lawyer, and we all practice in California. I have a, I practice in Washington, D.C. also, so make sure you seek local counsel if you have any questions. We're going to talk about general topics of law, and we have fun with it, but yet we get in uh, to talk about some interesting things, and if you think there's an interesting topic, topic, Email us at info at Radio Law Talk, because don't forget, a lot of us, this is live, uh, we're always Pacific Time, 9 to noon on Saturday, uh, Pacific Standard Time, but uh, sometimes it's tape delayed, so go ahead and uh, email us at info at Radio Law Talk, or go to www.radiolawtalk.com. Sorry for all the infomercials, but I had to get through all that stuff before we go on. So, case or no case, what we do, those of you who are new, and, and welcome, KOTA 1380 AM and 100.7 FM, Rapid City, South South Dakota, and WBCF 1240 AM and 97.1 FM, Florence, Alabama. Welcome. What we do, uh, people in South Dakota, is case or no case, is Cal, our producer, gives us a case scenario. We have to determine whether or not it's a case or not a case and or what the outcome is, and we get points for that, and after the first one to 50 points gets 
uh, his wife Donna's wonderful spaghetti dinner. Are and we going to be able to put any points at risk? This time you shall. Okay. Case or no case, you have can risk up to five points on this case or no case. Up to five points. And, and, risk. and Fred is at 49. Now, Denise... Denise, you were in the lead for quite a bit, and and when Fred saw that spaghetti was reminded that spaghetti was the thing, I would say that uh, he pasta you up in the points. <laughs> he did, and you know what's funny is I was trying to listen wow. to that show on our podcasts, and so I hit one of the shows for podcasts, and it was the third hour, and it was I thought it was the right show, but it was the wrong show, and you guys got no points, and I'm like, wait a second here, you guys just said you got three points for all three hours. How did you pass me up? And then I looked, and it was March 22nd of this year. It wasn't the last one. Well, let's roll it, Cal. <laughs> now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, ladies and gentlemen, I take you to the great state of Rhode Island, where a man there went into a restaurant, parked his large pickup in a handicapped parking space. No placard. No special license plate designation. So a nosy neighbor business called the authorities. The fine for parking in a handicapped space there, if you're not physically challenged, can be steep. $750 and up. Now, the man said, Your Honor, I just, uh, or the police, rather, officer, that's right, officer, I just went into the restaurant for a moment, so don't give me a ticket. It's unjustified. And besides, I performed a life-saving maneuver. How can you ticket a man who saved another human's life? And so I ask you, case or no case, Mr. Cunin, what <laughs> say you? Can I ask another question no. about this one? It was beavers. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? what? Um, the person that parked in the handicap zone, uh, are they a member of what is commonly referred to as a first response team, i.e. ambulance or police or fire department? Not to my knowledge, but an excellent pickup. Not to my <laughs> knowledge, though. The answer is no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that this... Uh that this is a case. So well, what do we get in our points for? Last time it was... Is well, what it, are you putting at risk? Was the, you oh. know, nobody put anything at risk, so it's my fault. For oh, no, oh, that's too right. late. It's yeah. too late. Sorry. Yep. Have to do it okay. okay. Um, I would have risked 10,000 <laughs> points. Uh, so I'm going to say that this is a case, okay. and I am going to say that the person for whom the ticket was... Issued the viol- the alleged violator. Right. I'm going to say that he prevails under some sort of exemption for the service for which he was performed because he was called out for that service, and uh, and, and there's some exemption. Long and short, he doesn't have to pay the fine. Okay, fair enough, Mr. Penny. What do you think? Is this the case, or would this not be a case? <clears throat> I have one quick question. Sure. As the individual talked about, do not give me the ticket because I made a life-saving maneuver. At what period did that life-saving maneuver occur? Was it when they pulled into the parking handicap parking lot uh, space, or later in the later? Maybe later. Okay. The answer is. This is a case, and he, hmm, there's got to be, there's a trick. Something's going on. And I'm going to say he wins. He's able to park there because he did a, he, he, he saved someone's life, but there was some special circumstance of why. Hmm. 
that you're not telling us. So I'm case, telling, yeah. and he does not get prosecuted. It's dropped. All right, Denise, what do you think? Is this a case? What 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 was in front? Where was he going? Restaurant. That's what I thought you said. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's a case and he loses. You're going to say it's a case and he loses. He gets the fine. Hmm. Um, that when he was in the restaurant, he um, he came up to a person who was choking. He didn't know who they were. He didn't go to the restaurant to save this person's life, but he just happened to do it. And but he still parked in the handicapped parking. Well, uh, I guess what I, all I can tell you is. You're all close. Oh. We're all close. You're going to tell uh, us when we come back, aren't you, Cal? Right, so I'm not going to tell you now because it's no fun to not give you a chance to discuss it. Hey, tweet us at Radio Law Talk, hashtag us at Case or No Case, or call us at 855-529-7234. Yeah, call us and keep Todd away because he's not... He's got his eyes closed. By the way, he is heading out to some audition, and he's playing his band tonight. All three people, I heard maybe four, might show up to watch him tonight. No, the bartender and how many waitresses? No, yeah, no. there's about seven oh, oh, Only Only three people because my mom can't make it. Oh, darn it. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical Cancel. I like the AM 
Summer Joseph Alley. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Welcome, Amargosa Valley, one of our original um, radio stations that have picked us up. And KNNR in Reno, welcome. We appreciate you carrying us. We had, case or no case, uh, Rhode Island. Apparently, an individual parked in a handicapped space and um, went into the restaurant and saved someone's life and said, hey. And someone called the police and they came out and said, you're in a handicap zone. Here's your massive fine. And he said, please don't do it. I just saved somebody's life. Cal? And, and the question is, is it a case, and if so, what was the outcome? And based on the information that I have, everybody, let's see. Uh, we all said there's a case. Everybody said it was a case. And who said that the plaintiff prevailed, uh, that the state prevailed? Oh, oh the, the state, state prevailed. said the no. state prevailed? That's Denise. Denise. You said the state. No. No, I said... Oh, I said yes, he was fined. Yeah. He was fined. Yes, I did yeah. say yeah, so, he was so fined. So Denise said the state prevails. Todd and Fred says that the... The guy prevails. The guy prevails. Some exception. Well, that's interesting. I'm really fascinated by your responses. As you know, I, I really like your, your, your thought process here on this. So for those of you who say that it is a case... <laughs> <laughs> it's a case. Oh, yeah, that's going okay. there. Listen, stop right there. Fred is now champion. I am champion. We are the champions, my friend. Fred, Fred, Fred. That is an accumulation of about six months. About six months worth of work. I just hit the 50-point uh, mark. I am the winner. I know you guys don't care out there. I'm going to celebrate whether you don't like my show or not. Too bad. All right, so. So what happened? But wait, there's more. <laughs> wait. For those of you who say that the state prevailed, the people issuing the ticket, may I see by a show of hands. Denise. Oh! oh so it was like a normal straight-up case. No, no, it's not. Okay. It's not. It seems normal. But there's much more to the story, which is, as you know, why I would find such a story, right? The man claimed he meant to park just for a moment to take his mother a glass of water because she was dehydrated. That was the story he gave the judge. But then he said, on his way out, he saw someone choking, and he felt obliged to administer the Heimlich maneuver. So the judge said, well, okay, that's great. Show me how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And the guy went. <laughs> oh, the guy he says, lied. He said, I don't, I don't know how to do it. So the judge said, that's all right. You pay the large fine. You have guilt. It's going to cost you $750 plus community service. And that, ladies and gentlemen. So the moral of the story, Cal, is learn the Heimlich maneuver? Exactly. If you're going to tell a story, make sure you got the credo to back it up. Oh, <laughs> the judge was smart. All right, come use the Heimlich maneuver. On my bailiff over yeah, there. Sh- he, he's 6'4", 300 pounds. <laughs> show me how you do that. Uh, yeah. I think it's... Uh, uh, oh, man. <laughs> how much do I owe you? <laughs> That's exactly what write it up. Yeah, well, he, he's lucky it didn't get worse for him. You, I mean, that's rule number one. 
want you don't lie to the judge. When I was a prosecutor, I had a kid who came in, and the judge was going to give him a pretty sweet deal. All he had to do was show that he was enrolled in school, he was enrolled in college, and he gave us the information early, and Mr. I like to peel the onion here went and took a look at some stuff and, and called admissions, and it turns out that he had faked all of his stuff to try to show he was getting into college. I showed that to the court. The court called him on it right there in open court, and this guy who was going to get probation had the, with no time had cuffs slapped on him and ended up doing six months. He's nice. now studying Just, in the county jail. Yeah. That's cool. Don't I lie. Tell, you know what I always tell you? Yeah, don't lie to judges, too. I always tell people who go to small claims court, this is a little tidbit, always go to the small claims court that you're going to appear at. Go a week before or two weeks before and go a couple times and watch the judge. Usually it's it depends how big. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in San Francisco or in Chicago, the odds of getting the same judge are going to be more slim. But if you're in a small town, usually the, 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 the judge that's doing the small claims court is going to be the same judge. Well, sometimes the they're temporary court. judges. And that's true, but mm-hmm. usually it's generally the same one. Yeah. And and so you go watch them, their demeanor, you learn what the judge is going to do, and the judges are usually going to do the same thing. So if the guy would have known, you know, gone in there and, well, first he shouldn't have lied, but yeah. known that the judge is going to call you on everything, you better learn the Heimlich before you show up. But do that before you, again, this is not giving legal advice, but go in there and watch the judge and find out who the judge is and see how they conduct the case in the court. The only thing that I would add to that is if you're going to do that, make sure you leave when there are still cases to be called. Because if you go in to do your recon on the court and then the last case is called and you're sitting there and they say, you have, nope, I'm just observing, judge. And then you go back again. Nope, I'm just observing, Judge. You're going to kind of stand out. And when your case gets called, Judge is going to go, oh, 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 that's why you, you know, I see what's going on. Yeah, so. No bullet. Don't wear the mullet. Well, it depends where you are. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. wear a mullet or a mohawk. Or- but I think we learned from this fabricator, this gentleman who liked to fabricate the truth, that his honor his integrity was worth 750 bucks. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of honor, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, let's talk about now. What people don't realize, there's a couple of cases going on in Harvey Weinstein. People, just, all they know is about the, the criminal case, but there's a civil case also going. Now, it's not just against him. It's against his, you know, don't forget he had partners. His brother was his partner in his company, and there's, there's a number of people involved. So there's multiple civil lawsuits going against him as well as the criminal case in New York, which, by the way, he has pled not guilty. And and usually, it uh, depends on the judge, but anything that happens in a civil action it should not be admissible in a court of law in his criminal case. But don't forget, they have insurance companies involved also that are involved that are involved in this case. It's not just Harvey paying money out, but it's his insurance companies. By the way, Harvey Weinstein has filed bankruptcy, and he had at one point, prior to filing bankruptcy, about $500,000 in his account. And those of you who think that's a lot of money, that is nothing for compared to the size of his estate. So he was down to nothing. So people are probably going in the civil action, wow, there's not going to be much for us to go after. We're going to talk about the details, at least some of the details of this Harvey Weinstein case and uh, what happened in the civil action right after this. This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your radio station that you're listening to right now. Thanks for turning us on. We'll be back. 
All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Are you serious? Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Uh, sometimes we're serious. Uh, look, there is up to as many as 80 complaints of sexual harassment are brought against Harvey Weinstein. So let, let's. This is very interesting to note. Remember, and we got a criminal, former criminal prosecutor here. Remember, uh, generally speaking, for sexual harassment, that is a civil action. That's not a criminal action if it's a harassment. So these complaints of sexual harassment are civil violations, and that's where the, a lot of the complaints are, are in the civil action, these 80 complaints. There are two women that claimed uh, that he forced them to have do uh, acts um, against their uh, will, one in 2004 and one in 2006, and I believe that's part of the New York, in New York, the criminal action that is against him. But in a civil action, don't forget the preponderance of the evidence is much lower than beyond a reasonable doubt. In a criminal action, there's the proof is really difficult. I mean, you gotta, you've the proof, the, the proof is really high. So criminals beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. They don't put percentages on right. it and stuff like that. But if you did, I mean, it, it, they call about it being to a moral certainty. Okay. Right. And, and I mean, I look at it like, uh, you know, to a moral certainty, I know what my kid is gonna do. Uh, on a certain time, it just—that's what they talk about. And it's very difficult. It's a very difficult yeah. standard. But where, as in a civil case, it's preponderance of the evidence. You just have to tip the scale. That's right. Or you know, fifty and one half percent, or whatever. You know, just more, tip the scale. More likely than not. Right. So it's easier to bring a civil case. So what's happened here is it looks like, according to the New York Times, a deal has been settled for $44 million. This is not just Harvey Weinstein. This is his board of directors. Don't forget, his company was a mega company at one time, um, and, and and they were down to basically $500,000 bankruptcy. So I could see these civil individuals, 80 of them approximately or more, are saying, and their attorneys, if I'm their attorney, you know, generally speaking, you're going, they filed bankruptcy and they have $500,000 left in their account. What do you want to do? You know, so do you, do, do you chase your tail or, or try to squeeze, as they, my grandma used to say, squeeze blood out of a turnip? You, you just can't. So the, the the general deal is $30 million will go to the pool of plaintiffs that are alleged victims. Again, just because they're signing off on this doesn't mean he's agreeing that he was at fault or that he did this or that they did this. These general releases say we're not blaming, we're not, there's no fault, we're not saying any fault on either side, as this just says we agree that we're disagreeing, but we're going to agree to do this. And, and that's what happens. And where's case. the rest of the money go? $14 million is going toward attorney's fees, uh, mainly attorney's fees, um, and uh, board members uh, that were named in the lawsuits. Don't forget, they probably had to hire lawyers. And so the $14 million is mostly attorney's fees. You know, you talk about... But that's not for the plaintiff's attorney's fees? It's for the defendant's? No, defendant's. It's, it's, uh, well, oh. I, 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 I don't know. I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. But, but it says attorney's fees, so I'm not okay. quite sure. I don't want to be... But it says the balance will go to legal fees for associates of Mr. Weinstein. 
Um, so, uh, and that's, you know, including the board members named as defendants in the lawsuit. So what's probably happened is the, def- the, the board members had to hire their lawyers and that's cost them a lot of, there's probably, there's millions and millions of dollars and that's what's going to pay those lawyers. And, and the big liability for the board members is if they were aware of his conduct and he was doing it and they knew he was doing it and, and, you know, this gets to be almost like if an employer knows that an employee is engaging in certain type of acts and they do nothing to curb it, the employer can be held liable for it. And we talk about Harvey Weinstein. You said he had 500000 bucks left? In two, that March of 2018. I mean, Harvey Weinstein, we're talking about a guy who, as a producer, has over 325, 328 movies to his credit as a producer. Miramax Films was, was what he was part of. And these are not small films. I mean, these are most of the uh, Quentin Tarantino films were done under Miramax. You, Matt Damon has a lot of films that were done under Miramax. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, I mean, when she was accepting an award, I believe it was a Golden Globe, um, Meryl Streep in her acceptance speech, referred to Harvey Weinstein as a god. And, you know, this is a person who was high up, so to have only 500000 left, that is that is not much. And he's got, you know, we talk about this settlement here. The thing that I want to raise is that when you settle a case while uh, for similar conduct while the criminal case is still pending or before there's been a resolution of the criminal case, you have to be very careful as a defendant. Look what happened to Bill Cosby. He settled his civil case. There was an agreement about certain statements that he made and, and, and an agreement that it would be something that happened if he made some sort of an admission and that that would never be used. And then a new DA came along and they used it. Yeah, that he would take that his dep- they would he allowed his deposition to be taken. Yes, and, and and that was used subsequently. So it was something that was settlement oriented in a civil case, and statements he made, his deposition ended up being used in the criminal case, and the man's behind bars now. Which is not just I'm not I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't be. I'm merely approaching this from a tactical standpoint as an attorney. When you engage in this resolution, it's gonna raise a liability somewhere else. Yeah, and what's interesting also about this Weinstein company, that apparently there was an investor group at one time during this litigation that was looking at putting up $90 million to these on these civil cases to get rid of them because they wanted to buy the assets of the Weinstein company, which is probably rights to a number of movies and, mm-hmm. and, and all that type of thing, and they backed out. So since that fell apart, now they're saying, hey, you better take this $44 million while you can, and a lot of it is, or most of it's coming from insurance companies, by the way. So it's important to get good insurance to cover yourself for stuff like that. But that's what's going on. The civil, the criminal case in New York is still uh, going forward, and he has, again, he's he is not guilty at this point, ladies and gentlemen, jury. I know everyone loves to hate. They're all haters out there. Loves to hate Weinstein and, and individuals that are have allegations. But as attorneys, we have to remember. And as a constitute people that to follow the Constitution, they're innocent until proven guilty. And as lawyers, that's what's important we have to remember. So the problem is in the media now, because it's so quick, it's almost like you're guilty before you even get your case going to trial. So um, remember, Weinstein is innocent at this point until he's proven guilty, and that's coming up. I think, uh, I don't know when his trial coming up, but in New York, his trial's coming up. 
Yeah, it is. And I was curious, did the settlement, are the terms public or private? It's private. I, at least they, they didn't, they, that's all they've said, and this is coming from the New York Times, so that's all I've got. You know, you mentioned something about burden of proof when we started talking about this. Now, in a criminal case, it's beyond a reasonable doubt, but in a civil case, it's just more likely than not. And that's one of the biggest challenges that attorneys in the criminal realm face is selecting a jury and reminding jurors to apply the appropriate standard. Because it's very easy in the jury room for jurors to sit there and say, well, you know what? Look, I heard all the evidence, and quite frankly, I just believe the girl more than I believe him. Well, if you believe the girl more than you believe him, the question is, well, how much more? Because if you just believe a little bit more than him, that's not beyond reasonable doubt. I mean, you have to believe the girl to the extent that there is no way pretty much that his testimony can be credible. If it's close, that's the civil standard. And keeping juries focused on that in a criminal case is arguably the biggest hurdle for a defense attorney. I'll tell you, one of the interesting things, as a uh, this is actually anecdotal, but really it's on this Weinstein. You know he tried to get a dream team together, kind of like the OJ. Right. And Benjamin uh, Brofman was his main lawyer. He got rid of him and brings in Ronald S. Sullivan. Now, who is Ronald S. Sullivan? He is a law professor at Harvard. So he comes in as the dream team and the Harvard students start putting pressure on the university that he should not be representing Weinstein in this case and they're under so much fire uh, by the students. Now now again, Harvard, let me tell you what Harvard's going to said, but they decided Oh, this month they decided to end his term as dean. That's right. On June thirtieth. He now, and his wife. He and his wife. He and his both. wife. And but they said, oh, it's because it was coming up anyway, and it was for other reasons. But it was interesting how the pressure is on him to step down. And sure enough, guess what he did? He withdrew from uh, Weinstein's defense team. Now that scares me, ladies and gentlemen. That scares me. Why does that scare me? Because now we're trying to. Say you better not, you know, uh, again, innocent until proven guilty, but if you're proven guilty in the public, uh, guess what? You, you better, you better you not You can't have them. an attorney. Yeah, you exactly. better not. You won't have yeah. representation so that what, you want. The issue here is, we, as attorneys, you know, you have to be able to help people out no matter what their situation is. That's our country, and that's the United States of America, and that's why we love it so much. But anyway, we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the admission scandal and uh, the kid that wasn't too happy with his parents, so he kicked them instead of thanking them for getting him in whatever the university is. More Radio Law Talk straight ahead right here. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. All around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. Radio Law Talk. Oh. Isn't that nice? Nice and soft. really nice. Red hands and walk of the earth. Good stuff. Anyway, now back to the show. Here are Fred, Denise, and Todd on Radio Law Talk. I I thought we were talking about uh, maybe some peace thing. 
Oh, well, you know, it, it occurred to me, you know, if, if you had said Fred, Todd, and Denise, the initials would be FTD, and we're, it's a very flowery intro. Yeah. That intro was very flowery. <laughs> All right, bad puns stop now. I couldn't have delivered on that one. CNN. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's bad. Okay. CNN is talking about Gregory Abbott and. Uh, Marsha Abbott were one of the ones individuals involved in the scandal, the admission scandal, where they paid apparently about $125,000 in, quote, donations to uh, Mr. Singer in order to get one of their, one of their, uh, their son into uh, a certain school. Well, the son this week has been assaulted, uh, has been arrested for felony assault fal- uh, following an altercation with his father, where he apparently punched and kicked him and struck him with a ruler. And, uh, you know, I think it's like, son, you know, I, I, I hate to tell you, but we got you in. We paid $125,000 and got you in that school. You probably really didn't deserve it. What, daddy? What? What? I, Willy Wonka, what's her name? Uh, Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka. Yes. yes. Daddy, I want it now. So um, anyway, he got mad and he kicked Dad and threw, hit him with a ruler, and he's been arrested for uh, assault. Well, and, you and, know, uh, of, of his father. And he may face an enhancement on that because depending on the weapon you use, especially when the weapons used are weapons of math instruction, um, oh. that might be something that's pretty, pretty, pretty high. Okay, I'll just stop right there. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Michael Avenatti at the same time and Stormy Daniels. So do you you think that Michael Avenatti's issues are going to end or the lawsuits are going to end? He's having a bad year. He's having a bad life. Actually, his life was pretty good. He was riding the high life for a while. Just the talk of the town, always on CNN. Started the exploratory commission to maybe run for president of the United States. That went well. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Once he once he made that announcement, mm-hmm. that is the start of the end for him. Yep. Yeah. That he just started to snowball and snowball and snowball. So, well, what happens, Denise, is is you you can only catch up on your lies. And again, innocent until proven, Innoc- gu- yes. proven guilty. But you got to be careful in things you say. You know, because it, it might come back at you because then you're trying to cover up the last one and then the last one before that, and that's what happens. But but. Uh, Denise, this is a money maze. Uh, after studying what is now happening to him and the uh, allegations against him, and, they, and now apparently he's being uh, prosecuted on something else, charges of ident- of, of uh, basically spending money when he wasn't supposed to spend money of his client, um, which is clients, a big, plural, which pl- clients, which is a no-no for attorneys. Um, I, I, after reading it, I, my head was spinning. Was it your? My head was spinning as to okay, this one went there, that money went here, then, then it went here, then this went here, and this is all the allegations the federal government is laying on him. But uh, again, he's claiming he's innocent. What, what but, I found fascinating is there's no he he has an agreement with Stormy Daniels for a hundred dollars, and you know that she has to put up, and then he, everything else he's going to get from people funding her um, attorney fees through GoFundMe accounts. Right. Then he takes on tasks for her and says, I'm going to help you uh, with your book deal. However, I'm not going to charge you any money for that. There's no fee agreement related to the book deal that she's got. And yet he receives money 
for that's intended for Stormy Daniels on the book deal. And he also doesn't properly account for the GoFundMe accounts. So I, I don't know. This makes me crazy because it's so highly unethical, if true. You know what it sounds like? Sounds like the guy outside the restaurant who said, "No, I gave him the Heimlich maneuver." That's right. <laughs> I mean, doesn't isn't it the same kind of thing? We're just yeah. doing it over zeros here. I mean, again, allegations. But doesn't it seem to you like he just started down this path and said, "Well, I'm going to shift this money over here, but don't worry, I'll, it'll work out well." And and then next thing you know, he's got to shift money over here because he shifted that money over there. And then Stormy Daniels is going, "Where's my 300 grand?" And he goes, right. uh, "Well." I got my payment made on my Maserati and uh, my my made Ferrari. payroll uh, Ferrari and I made payroll this week. So what are you worried about? Your and, money? and that's something. Why doesn't his partners have any kind of oversight on him? Great question. I, I think it depends on you know when we think partners in a law firm, you can have partners that have you know. 50-50 equity, and they, both of them have a voice in terms of what's going on, right? Well, there are also law firms out there where you have people that are technically on paper look like partners, but one person's the top dog, and then the other partners, I'm using the air quotes, are you know the sheep that follow along, and your partner, because that's how we're going to compensate you, as opposed to hourly, you get, a, you get paid on the margin of profits or whatever, but I don't know that there's a lot of people in the Avenatti law firms that have the same status to stand up to him. True. And what he hit, and Avenatti, jumping on, you have to jump on both sides, is no, he, he says following in his tweet, no monies relating to Miss Daniels were ever misappropriated or mishandled. Avenatti tweeted on Wednesday. He also said, I will be fully exonerated once the relevant emails, contracts, text messages, and documents are presented. So he is, he's adamant about this, um, um, these charges that, that he has not done anything wrong. By the way, guess what his lease payment per month is on the Ferrari? $3,500. You're right. Wow. wow. $3,500 a month, you guys. A month. A month. Well, a I was going to say the reason the partners, another reason they may not say anything is he's their gravy train. Yeah. I mean, he's shoveling money at them, apparently hand over fist here, and he's the guy throwing the dollars at him. Are you going to stand up and say, hey, Michael? Instead, they're going to say, look, you owe me the payroll. Give me the money. I don't care where you got it. I mean, I hate to say that. That's cynical. But can't you see how something like that could happen? You know, there, there's another thing in here that's it's a good reminder for folks when it comes to getting the getting law enforcement involved in a case. Now, I remember it was uh, you know a few months ago, maybe six months ago or so, when Stormy Daniels was in the news saying, "Well, you know what? I didn't authorize Avenatti to open up some of these the second GoFundMe or the third. It was opened by him, and 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 then." They they made peace and they came out and there was nothing going on and they had done that, right? Well, when you raise a claim and law enforcement gets involved, oftentimes we see on TV where somebody says, well, I'll just, I won't press charges. I'll drop the charges. And that works well for stories on TV. But in reality, that's not how it works. Once you raise the issue... Law enforcement starts to run with it. You can say, I don't want to prosecute all until you're blue in the face. If they think it's a key issue here, they're going to continue with the prosecution. And the last thing I'll say with this is you had mentioned something about he started down this road with this. Oftentimes when you have somebody engaging this kind of behavior and they start to peel the onion, they find out this is something you have been doing for years. And it just came to light now because now you're a celebrity. But I don't think this is 
is his first rodeo with how he's doing this stuff. I think that's what they're going to be finding. I think so, too. And I think what has precipitated the criminal side of this is the thing he did with Nike. When he, you know, when he, with, with Nike, he basically tried to, it, the allegations are that he tried to extort money from Nike by threatening to do something unless they paid money. And then on top of it, he tried to get a job from Nike and become, you know, involved with Nike's business, which would have been perhaps conflict with his own client that he was representing at the time. So that conduct on its face, if true, is so unethical that once the the law enforcement sees that conduct, they're going to say, this isn't an isolated incident. This is happening. Well, there's also the issue of they're trying to claim, and again, these are the allegations from the government, and they're trying to uh, you know, throw the book at him is that he signed Stormy Daniels' signature on some money that was transferred to him for the book deal, uh, uh, and and he forged her signature. That's another issue. So forgery, and also he, then he took her identity. That's exactly an identity right. change. And then all, they're claiming he took her money to pay for his old coffee business that went bankrupt, that it went under. He's he's doing all these things. There's so many things to talk about here. I mean, just you know, just his Ferrari lease, paying paying for his flights, paying for everything. But just, but he keeps passing the blame off to somebody else. So anyway, we're gonna follow this Avenatti stuff. Thank you for joining us this second hour. We appreciate it. Thank you for our new affiliates in South Dakota. We're going to have fun hour three. We'll be right back with Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.